Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be ever pleasing in your sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. If you want to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat. That was the title some years back of a popular book written by John Ortberg. And the title reflects what is surely the most common take on this story. Over and again, this well-known story comes to mean something like this. Peter had the right idea of getting out of the boat and stepping out on faith. Indeed, in all of our lives, we can see Jesus standing out on the storm-tossed waters of the world, bidding us to come unto him. Like Peter, we must heed this invitation, find the courage of faith needed to swing our legs out over the boat side, and then step out into the waters. But beware of doubts. Be wary of fears. This take on the passage would suggest to us. Don't pay any attention to the winds that howl or the waves that lap against your shins. Keep your eyes fixed on the Master. Peter failed to have enough faith, but you can do better. Interpreted this way, this story becomes a kind of a kind of piece of moralism. Peter's initial faith is to be emulated. His doubt, his fear is to be avoided. Do this, don't do this. But something tells me this won't do, this reading. If you know me at all, you know I'm not a big fan of moralism. Faith is harder. Faith involves struggle and authenticity and doubt. I was talking to one of my friends the other day about how faith is more like letting go than anything else. We both express our frustration at how simple some people can make it seem. It's like some people just came out of the womb singing that country song, Jesus, take the wheel. Some people just make it look so easy. For a lot of us, for Peter this morning, it's hard. Stepping out in faith, taking risks, letting go of known certainties, letting go at all. This friend I was talking to is the same friend who says, everything that I've ever let go of has claw marks on it. I like that. I can relate to that. So Jesus comes strolling along the water. It's late and the disciples should be sleeping, but for some reason, Jesus has sent them out across the lake. They probably can't see all that well, given the wind and the rain and the storms. And they see something moving out in the distance. It's a ghost, one of them yells. But it's Peter who says, come on, you guys, that's no ghost. Hey, Jesus, if that's you, call me over there. 
Jesus obeys and says, Come, Peter. And so Peter swings his legs over the boat and takes his first steps. It's a glorious scene. And just when he's catching his stride, just when he's beginning to get the hang of it, the wind distracts him and he loses his footing and he goes down. Lord, save me, he cries out. And then Jesus looks at Peter and says, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And this is a tough question that Jesus puts to Peter. One that's no fun to have asked of us by Jesus. Probably because we ask ourselves this question so often. Why don't I have more faith? Why can't I see God more clearly in my life? I mean, I believe, or at least I want to believe, that love makes ultimate sense, that we aren't here by some cosmic accident. But then sometimes I don't know. I lose my job, and there doesn't seem to be anything else on the horizon, and I begin to sink. I mean, I believe in God, we might say. I believe in God most days, but when I get sick and the doctors start throwing around the number of days I've got left, and when I pray, it feels like God is playing hard to give, and I start to doubt. Faith doesn't come easy, not for me at least. Faith is like the guy who falls off of a cliff but catches himself by grabbing onto a tree root. He looks up to heaven and he hollers, hey, if anyone's up there, if anyone's up there, please save me. God replies, let go and I will save you. The man thinks for a second and yells back, um, is there anyone else up there? Faith can feel like that. But even still, I know that we do have some faith. Faith is one of the things that got us out of bed this morning and got us online, here, to church, to be together. Like Peter, we have faith and we doubt. We try to walk with Jesus and we fail. We take a few steps and we sink and we cry out, Lord, save me. And he does, giving us both his hand and a question. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Hearing that, many of us could count ourselves as failures in Jesus' eyes. But here's the question to be asked. Can you imagine this story turning out in any other way? Can you imagine this story turning out differently? What if Peter had not sunk? Can you imagine the story if he jumped out of the boat with perfect gusto and confidence, landed with both feet on the water and glided on out to Jesus like he was on the red carpet, waving to the cameras? What if the other disciples had followed suit piling out of the boat after him, and all of them, with perfect faith, pranced on the water while the storm raged and the wind howled. And they just romp on out, slapping hands, fist bumping, like the winning home team. 
It would be a different story, for sure. You may even think it would be a better story. But for one thing, it would not be a story about us. The truth about us is more complex. The truth about us is that we obey and fear. We walk and we sink. We believe and we doubt. It was John Calvin, the great Swiss theologian, who said that faith and doubt were like siblings. And isn't that true? We say thank you, Jesus, out of one side of our mouths, and Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy out of the other. Our faith and our doubt are siblings. They both exist in us at the same time, buoying us up with courage and bearing us down with fear, asking us to sing one day and maybe cry the next. And here's what I want to say to us mixed up and modeled selves. It's okay. It's okay. This means that we're human, and this is why we need Jesus. Our fears and our doubts may paralyze us, but they also make us cry out for his saving hand. If we never sang, we'd never need a savior. Our doubts remind us who we are, and more importantly, whose we are. It's those doubts that help us to throw up our arms and to find that no matter what, no matter what we believe or we fail to believe, it's okay. Christ is with us, saving us every step of the way. And that's what he promises to do until the very end, until the day when there, there is neither faith nor doubt, but only the final and clear presence of love. Even if there are claw marks, faith is a joyful letting go. The sure certainty that in so doing, there is a grip that never lets us go.